Philly, you are so wonderful and interesting. You deserve a local news podcast all your own. Check out the John Cast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio in depth. I'm Matt Leon. Millions of people are living with Alzheimer's disease, and millions more are at risk of developing it. It's scary, but all kinds of research is being done to try and treat, if not eventually prevent, the disease. And it is important to note that the black community is significantly affected by Alzheimer's, yet they are vastly underrepresented in clinical trials. The AHEAD study is trying to make progress in the fight against Alzheimer's, while also working to level the playing field in those trials. We wanted to learn more, so we caught up with with Dr. Doris Molina-Henry. She is an assistant professor of research neurology at the University of Southern California's Alzheimer's Therapeutic Institute. So Alzheimer's disproportionately affects the black community. Can you give me some context to how big the impact is as opposed to maybe other races? Oh, absolutely. What we know is that African-Americans are two times more likely than whites to develop Alzheimer's disease. But what's even more dismaying is the fact that they they are seldom diagnosed or they're diagnosed late later in life. Um, and so that that presents a very a strong vulnerability for African Americans. It causes them to be in a position where by the time the symptoms begin, they're advanced. Um, they may be more advanced or they may have progressed into into stages of the disease where they begin to see the symptoms, the signs and symptoms, which is why we look at ways to prevent. We want to start looking, um, and there are studies like the AHEAD study that begin to look at Alzheimer's disease before those symptoms start. Do we have an idea why it's outsized on this community? Is it a genetic? Is it environment? Is it, do we know? As a matter of fact, we suspect that a lot of it has to do with social factors social demographic factors, more than the difference in physiology, if you would, it's really exposures, things that an individual has been exposed to through life. It may also be related to their limited access to healthcare. It can also be related to distrust of, of the, the health institution, if you would. And so I think that all these factors come together and really um, put individuals in a in a more precarious position and later in life. It adds up, if you would. And you kind of referenced this earlier, but I want to dig into it. Like, so we've got a, a portion of the community that is has an outsized effect from this, but it seems like they are vastly, tragically underrepresented, uh, underrepresented when it comes to studies and when it comes to uh you know, trial and stuff like that. Exactly. So if you think of this disproportionate impact, that means that individuals are much higher risk. That means that they definitely need, uh, will need medications, will need treatments that work for them. But if they're not represented in clinical trials, if they're not represented at the phases of a study where you're, you're investigating that treatment to see how it impacts populations with those varying factors, with with a different background, a different upbringing, a different social socioeconomic level, and you don't include those, we don't really know how those medications or those investigational treatments may impact individuals or if they're even as effective, which is why 
studies like this one, like the AHEAD study are so important at this point because we're not only trying to treat Alzheimer's disease, we're trying to prevent Alzheimer's disease from happening so that we can reduce this disproportionate impact. And now knowing who the individuals at risk are, you can begin to tackle it and tackle it early, but it's critical that they're represented, that they're at the table, that we understand and, and develop medications that are just as beneficial for them as anybody else. And you mentioned the AHEAD study a couple of times. Kind of explain what the AHEAD study is, sure. the basis for it, what it's all about. Yes, the AHEAD study is one of the many efforts um, that is ongoing in the Alzheimer's disease research field. And what it's re- what is really exciting about the study is that it focuses on, it aims at in- testing an investigational treatment that might prevent Alzheimer's disease. We hope that it prevents Alzheimer's disease. And it does so by enrolling individuals between the ages of 55 and 80. So we're typically looking at an age range that is younger and has no symptoms. So we're ensuring that we are catching potentially individuals that are likely to develop Alzheimer's later in life, but we're we're looking at them early enough that we might prevent them to even incur in these memory changes and the losses that come with a devastating disease like Alzheimer's disease. And that's really, really unique to this study. Is there a time limit on this study? Like how long it will be, or will it kind of be an ongoing thing that will just maybe take different tracks as you learn? Admittedly, the study can take a while. Um, Alzheimer's disease is a progressive disease, but it's also a very slow disease. So to know that something is effective, you'll have to be, you'll have to undergo testing for um, an amount of time. But what I can tell you, the first step that I would recommend that anybody who's interested in participating in the study take is to go to the website, aheadstudy.org. And there you can find information about the, those different, um, different timeframes of the study. Uh, you can find information about nearby locations. You can um, potentially decide if this is a good fit for you. Um, if it's a good fit for for anybody out there who's interested by just looking at some of the eligibility criteria, answering some quick questions really um, is all it takes. And and just giving, considering this as an important avenue um, to to work together to prevent this this devastating disease. Do you have a certain number of people you're looking for that it'll be capped at? We are looking at over a thousand people, but we are still enrolling. Um, and we're really hoping that we have more African-Americans represented um, before enrollment stops. So we really encourage people to reach out, to call. And if you have questions, if you have concerns, and I know that trust is a factor, that they that they look at it for themselves, that they ask their provider, consult with someone you trust and see if this is a good fit for you, um, if it's a good fit for, for your family. And um, it's, it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity for us to, to get ahead of diseases like Alzheimer's disease. And you talked a little bit about this earlier, but uh, if somebody is interested, they do get involved, what will it, uh, what will be required of them? Is this something where they simply have to take medicines? Do they check in? Can they do it on Zoom? Like what, what's required of someone that would take part? There is an important in-person component for this. And I know that that poses some challenges, but I assure you that the sites that are involved are well-known sites. They're well-established, world-renowned, and they are taking every necessary precaution to ensure that individuals are 
in an environment that is uh, is as um, protected as possible from from our current concerns like COVID nineteen. Um, but but in essence, there will there is a an person component. There are just some things we cannot test remotely. Um, so so that is part of what it will entail. So it will entail some clinic visits, and that is described to the participant who's interested in in joining. Overall, when it comes to Alzheimer's disease, are we making progress in getting our arms around this or is there still a long way to go? And I ask this as someone who has this kind of in his family and it doesn't keep me up at night, but you think about it and absolutely, it you keep waiting for kind of the breakthrough and it just seems so elusive. Where are we on in this battle? I can say that we've, we're making progress. We have made substantial progress. Um, we've always known that there's very limited, there had been limited in the past, there have been limited treatments, but now more and more medications are being approved in the treatment of Alzheimer's disease. I think the fact that we're moving to prevent it is a huge stride forward. And that if, should this, this investigational treatment work, um, this, this really could be a huge leap in, in the right direction in terms of not just, um, treating the condition once it's there, but preventing people like individuals in your family, individuals in my family who might be at risk, uh, or all of us just by virtue of our relationship um, from being up at night for that for that same reason. So I think that we could say yes and no to that answer. We don't have all the answers yet, but we're learning so much um, every, every single day. Um, and we're finding better and better avenues to treat and control and, and manage. I, I know that the efforts are concerted. There's a number of efforts ongoing, not just to recruit individuals, not just to create awareness and not just to test medications, but that there's just a myriad of, of efforts to target this condition from a number of different ways. Do you, what is the clearer path does it appear? Is it a road where we can manage this and treat it? or the preventive where we can put things in place where it never takes root from what the the lay of the land is now is there one path that seems clearer than the other i think that that's a great question um i think we're at the same place with both paths i think we're there's there's a a, um, a strong group of individuals that are focusing on treating those individuals that are currently suffering from Alzheimer's disease, and they deserve they deserve those efforts. And then there's a, a path where others are focusing on this prevention, so that other people don't have to suffer through that. And I think we're at the same place in both of them. Um, and we're we're gaining knowledge every step of the way that will will benefit both ends. Um, if we can find a way to prevent it, we understand how to treat it. Um, if we understand how to treat it, we have clear clear ways of understanding how to prevent it. And to kind of bring it full circle, we talk, We started talking about the effects on of Alzheimer's on the, the Black community and how important is it to get a proportionate amount of, of Black people to take part in the AHEAD study so that you can start getting the results and the understandings you need to help a community that is struggling with this. Yes, and I, I want to emphasize how valued each participant within this clinical trial is. Uh, the, the, the participant that joins tri a trial like this becomes the most important person in, in the entire research team. 
at this time, knowing what we know about Alzheimer's disease, the importance of Black participation has come to the forefront. And we really encourage you, if you have a history of family history of Alzheimer's disease, if you're over the age of 55, if you have concerns with memory, by all means, go to aheadstudy.org. Just give us, take an opportunity to review what's there, answer a few quick questions, see if it's a good fit for you, and help us get ahead of Alzheimer's disease. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio in depth. You can listen to the podcast free anytime on the Odyssey app, and you can find it wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.